0: In the early years of the church in the centuries after the death of Jesus of Nazareth there was much debate about who the man was and what his life had meant and what was his exact nature and many insisted that Jesus was in fact equal to God a part of the same God that they worshiped but the early unitarians of the time had a different notion that Jesus was a human being, just like any one of us. And while he had a a special connection to the divine, he was no different in substance than any one of us, and perhaps any one of us could build that same connection. And so, in the early years of the church was born the spirit of the idea of our inherent worth. As human beings. At the same time, there was a notion that God would damn people to hell for all eternity, that there were sins that were finite we could commit that would determine the rest of our afterlife in such a horrible way. And yet among the early people who would call themselves universalists was a notion counter to that, that an all-loving God who loved creation could not, in that love, damn everyone for eternity. And so is born the spirit of grace in our lives. And in the 19th century, Hosea Ballou, an early universalist minister, in counter to the Protestant churches who said only a select few would be welcomed back into the arms of God, instead told us that everyone would in fact be restored at the end of history, that that God would not let certain people not enter. And so was born the Spirit of unconditional love and of compassion in our lives. And William Ellery Channing, an early Unitarian minister, counter to what was taught to people that there was one right way to believe and that it could be interpreted only by your priests and ministers between you and the Scriptures, instead Channing preached, that we could use our own reason to get to what it is we believed and understand what we were reading in the scriptures. And Ralph Waldo Emerson would take that further and say we could use our our reason to read into all that there was in life in order to arrive at a notion of what our faith was. And so was born into our consciousness the right to reason in the spirit of inquiry. And while other faiths would say you must believe a certain way to be part of our community, the early universalists in one of their first professions of faith declared in writing that no individual was bound to agree with everything in the statement of faith, but had the right of their own conscience to believe as they must within the church. And so was born the spirit of free conscience in our movement. And in the 20th century, the universalist shifted from the sense of a universal salvation to a study of what it was that was universal about all religions, about the thing that connected us all as people of varying faiths. And so was introduced a spirit of common humanity in our faith. And even today, in our Unitarian Universalist faith now, in the face of a world where so much injustice exists, the spirit of justice is strong in our movement. And in a world that seeks to divide us all, the spirit of interdependence is strong in our faith. These various threads of the Spirit, all of these are our inheritance as Unitarian Universalists. We receive them from the hands of those who have come before us And it is ours to carry that spirit onward and outward into the world. If Unitarian Universalists still exist today, 2,000 years after those first early notions of Unitarianism and Universalism were first professed as ideas, it is because we have used that inheritance that we have received well and wisely deepening our sense of our own values and souls, broadening our horizons beyond the four walls of a church building, seeking out in the community, a community in need of that spirit. So when we sing, gather the spirit in our hymnals, that is the spirit we are collecting that we are holding on to. Those are the threads of that spirit. And we use it to allow it to strengthen our own sense of spirit, sense of self, and to give us the strength to add it back into the world and out into the community, sharing it widely and welcoming and encouraging those who seek us out to become a part of it. The life of this spirit has its own rhythm, has its own cycle that it follows. And for an arbitrary starting point, for argument's sake, let's say it begins on a Sunday, a day that we consider holy, in the truest sense of the word, set apart from everything else, a time out of time. So that we can reconnect to our own souls, to the souls of those we choose to be with, to that spirit of life and love that is our inheritance. And to fill our souls, fill our own spirits for the week to come. And then we go about our every days. And individually we try to live out the values that that spirit instills within us. And we look at the world around us and feel moved by the joy within it and also by the woe, and feel compelled to make choices and sacrifices and decisions in the spirit of those values, pushing it out into the world, and in turn, growing our souls day by day. And even here within the walls of this institution, your religious leaders, not just myself, spend our time plumbing the depths of our own souls trying to get a glimpse and a deeper sense of that spirit itself and learn more about the world around us and about the lives of our people and seek an understanding of how the way we live our lives translates into that journey of faith so that we can report on our progress week after week, and care for the souls in our charge, and be moved by the joy and the woe of the world and make choices based in that spirit, and offer our hands as hands of that spirit, and do the work of justice. And in the midst of all that, celebrate all the milestones of life that bring us together, the birth of new children, the death of our loved ones, the comings together in marriage and partnership, the moving from youth to adulthood, all of that. All of that rhythm and cycle of the Spirit is sustained in our coming together, in our gathering But these last few years have seen significant roadblocks put up in the path of that cycle, in the rhythm of that spirit. It's gotten thrown off a little bit by lockdowns and pandemics. We've had to relearn and figure out how to gather together at times when we couldn't physically be present with one another. And there are little hitches in that rhythmic pattern, stumbles. Beats get dropped. We get confused. We felt a little lost, perhaps. And so we go in search of new rhythms, in search of new cycles to just have a sense of stability and solace in our lives when everything seems like chaos. But now, as time has passed, those roadblocks have not necessarily disappeared but have worn down enough that we can step over them without too much struggle and we begin to come together together again a few at a time and larger and larger still starting to rediscover the rhythms of the Spirit in our faith again some of those patterns are the same Some of them have been altered for all time, but what we have been through together, and that's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing, it's just how things are, this new pattern of rhythm we are in. And slowly but surely we start to rediscover our place and our purpose once again in the rhythms and the cycles of the spirit. It starts off with just a few of us, perhaps, eager to be back together, but tentative about what it might mean, worried we've forgotten the words. We have forgotten some. We drop a beat here and there. We spend time relearning the patterns, the ins and outs of the life of the congregation. But the more we relearn the rhythms, the more we play them out and amplify them into the community, the more people start to regather with us to join in as the cycle gets revved back up again. And all the while, we are still relearning the patterns of the Spirit, discovering new rhythms within it that make sense in the world as it is now. And all of that relearning and regathering is, is frustrating, I know. I've been frustrated with myself over the last year and a half while I forget the words to things that I used to speak from memory week after week or remember what the elements of a service are that I might have forgotten over that time and try to work them back in, hoping nobody noticed that I forgot them. We want to go right back to things the way they are, but it takes time. But that work is joyous no matter what. It is joyous that we are able to gather again at all in this way. And we stick with that work of regathering, of relearning the rhythms, of getting ourselves back into the cycle, because that rhythm of the Spirit helps us carry forward our values outward into the community, inward into the depths of our souls, helps us to survive and maybe even thrive. We need that spirit that we have inherited for the whole world, for our wholeness as human beings, for the healing of the world around us. Because in a world that is quick to define us by our worst moments, we offer our inheritance of the spirit of grace into the world. In a world that gives so much attention to the ways of hatred, we broadcast out a spirit of unconditional love. In a world that just finds injustice inevitable and perhaps even desirable and beneficial at times, we radiate out into the world a spirit of justice and of equity. In a world that paves an easy way into divisions amongst us, we offer out into the world the spirit of interdependence and common humanity. world that sometimes seems to worship the death of the body and the spirit, we come together because we need to celebrate the spirit of all life and all love, carried onward and outward in its rhythms, the heartbeat, the ways it can surpass and overcome even the minor devils of humanity's worst impulses. The more we gather in that way, the more we add our own spirits to the rhythm and the song and the cycle, the more the spirit speaks and is amplified. And we're at a point in our lives now more than ever where that gathering spirit is needed, both within these walls and without the spirit must be amplified inward and projected outward. And each one of us here, each one of us is vital to building and sustaining and amplifying the spirit and the threads of it that we have inherited over millennia. Your presence here is a vital part of it. Your souls join together in this space and the conversations that you have with friends and loved ones about the depths that you are able to find with yourself and the connections you are able to see amidst the humanity that you join with. And the ways that we use our own hands to be hands of an intangible spirit and build a reality out of what we hope may be true. And that the time that we give, however we give it to amplifying that spirit within and without, and in the ways we serve, both out in the community, in the name of our values, and in service to the structures of the institution of the church, all of that All of that is vital. All that you bring is vital. And what you bring of your treasure to us as well. This morning we are opening up our annual canvas for the upcoming fiscal year, which will start on July 1st. This is often my least favorite sermon to give every year. In a perfect world, money would be of no importance whatsoever, and we could all do what we do just for the love of it. God, how I wish that were true. Unfortunately, our mission does need money to carry on. In the packets that are available today, some of them by name, you can pick those up today, you'll see, among other documentations, a breakdown of how... The money you give us is spent on the mission of the congregation. You can see how it's spent on individual things like utilities and all of that as well, but I don't find that to be all that inspiring. What I want you to know is how we steward your resources and service of our mission, of that spirit broadcast out into the world how those gifts sustain and grow that spirit. And then we ask you, as ridiculous as it may sound, to to put a price on that mission of Unitarian Universalism in the world. To determine what value it has for you. How much you value carrying the inheritance of our spirit forward take your time to consider this some of you may even have an opportunity to talk with some of your friends here about how you make your decisions and what that mission means take your time but not too much time we'd like to have that all back by the 30th of april so that we can actually plan an accurate budget for the year to come, take the guesswork out of it. It takes all of us to carry the spirit forward. It takes everything we have, those financial gifts and the gifts of our time and our talent and our ways of being in the world, inspired by the values and the spirit you find here, All of this, all of it serves to renew and regather the rhythm of the spirit of this Unitarian Universalist faith inside these walls and out into the community. Because when we gather all of us together like that and all of our strengths and all of our resources, we carry out the other piece of that song we sang this morning, we gather the spirit and then we harvest the power of our combined spirits, gathering together anew, gathering for the first time, gathering like it's old times, gathering together, making the world whole, plumbing the depths of our soul, making the spirit that we have inherited, carried outward into the world, something tangible for humanity, something vital to the world around us, something that might be true and finally real. May what you give bring you joy, and may it be so.